What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies The Assistant and Waves. But first, let's talk about the movie The Assistant. Here's a quick synopsis. Jane is an aspiring film producer who works as an assistant at a film production company and soon realizes there's a dark side to the business. This is definitely one of the best films of the year so far, and the biggest reason why is because of the lead performance of Julie Gardner. She is phenomenal in the movie. She is great as this character who wants to be judged solely on her merits in the business that's famous for not being fair. It's a subtle performance, and she plays uncomfortably so well. I mean, this is somebody, Julie Gardner, who's already been nominated for an Emmy nomination for Ozark. I've seen her in the Amazon show Modern Love. This is her big break as a movie star, and she definitely deserves an Oscar nomination for this performance. This role could not be any more different than her performance in Ozark. In Ozark, she's playing a character who's confident in herself. In this film, she's intimidated by what's going on around her. It's more of a silent performance in Ozark. She's a very talkative character. And the same in Modern Love. That's a different type of performance. She is so versatile as an actress. She is the next up-and-coming movie star. Also in this movie is Matthew McFadden, who you probably know as Tom from Succession. He's also in the movie Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley. He is phenomenal in this one scene. He plays an HR rep, and his scene perfectly describes what this movie is about, the power dynamics in an industry, in a corporation. It's not just Hollywood. You related to this scene so hard. He is basically telling her character, what do you want me to do about the situation? He's not acting as somebody who's on her team. He's acting like he's on the side of the big-time corporation, even though he's an HR rep. This scene is so powerful. It might be the best scene I've seen in a movie this year. This was also the best cast role I've seen in so long. Get the guy who played Tom in Succession and get him to play an HR rep who works for a film production company. That is perfect casting right there, and he nails it. Again, this is the type of supporting performance that I think should get an Oscar nomination because, again, he's only in one scene, but it's the most memorable scene in the movie because he does something in the scene that's so powerful and so real. He acts like her as an assistant is replaceable to the company, and that's something that we've all felt like in the workplace is that these employers try to make you feel like thousands upon thousands of people could do the job that you are doing. In that scene, he is trying to make Jane, somebody who's trying to make a complaint about her boss to an HR rep, feel like she's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory who just got the golden ticket, and do you really want to mess that up for this complaint? Like, he is trying to act like he is a teammate of her, but he is really looking out for the best interest of the corporation. That is so powerful, and that is so real. That is every single corporation in America right now. That is so real. It is the best scene I've seen this year, and it is the reason why you should check out this movie. Also, McFadden might be playing these, like, dirtbag characters, but he's playing them so comedically. It's hilarious. The way he plays Tom in Succession, and the way he plays his HR rep in The Assistant, it's so brilliant. I mean, that's the reason to check out this movie, The Assistant, is because of these performances. Julie Gardner gives one of the best lead performances you'll ever see, and then you see what a real supporting character is supposed to do in a movie. Matthew McFadden comes in, 
does his one scene, and that scene perfectly illustrates what this movie is about. And the writer and director of this movie, Kitty Green, brilliantly wrote and directed a film that takes an honest look at the power dynamic of not only the film industry, but most corporations. This idea that we will overlook flaws of powerful people in powerful positions. Also, something I really thought that was effective in this movie is that you never met Jane's boss. It is effective. He is like the shadowy figure with a scary voice. It makes the audience intimidated by him. And the reality is she probably never sees him either. So you really get in Jane's headspace throughout the movie. I found that to be super effective for the plot of this film. And the scary part of this movie is that every character in this film knows that Jane's boss is unprofessional, yet they do nothing to stop him. They just accept it, and by doing nothing, they are equally part of the problem. And by the end of the film, spoiler alert, they convince Jane to do nothing. That's why this film is so relatable. Because you're like, why would that person not complain about this powerful person? Because that's why, because other people get involved and try to downplay the actions of a powerful person. Because in the end, every single person in this film except Jane are looking out only for themselves. It's like they're not all terrible people in this film, but the system itself is the thing that is terrible. Again, the Matthew McFadden character is like, do you really want to risk the opportunity of a lifetime to make this claim against your employer? You will probably never work in this business again. It's insinuated this will ruin your career to make this claim about your boss being unprofessional. And a lot of people will say this movie is so relatable to what's happening now. No, it's so relatable to what's been happening for decades in this country and not only in this country, in every single big corporation whenever you get a meaningful job and you work for a position in power and they have the power to elevate you to a position that you want to be in. The character of Jane is an assistant who wants to be a film producer and she knows that if she makes this claim against her employer that could ruin her opportunity to move forward because in her eyes this employer has the opportunity to elevate her career further. And also the film explores this idea that you will accept behavior from someone in power that you would not accept from anyone else. Like this guy, Jane's boss, is late for meetings. He comes in whenever he wants to. You wouldn't accept this unprofessional behavior from anyone else. But because this guy, whoever this guy is, is in a position of power, you accept that. And for some reason, he has power over Jane and every single person that works at this film production company. Every single character in this film that works for Jane's boss is dehumanized and whenever they do show human emotion they basically have to apologize to her boss. There are scenes where she has to apologize to him via email and say that she's being unprofessional. No, she's being a human and in the moment no workspace should be like this and more movies should show the downside of workplaces that are like this. This film has a relatable plot, a 
powerful message about what it's like to be an assistant in not only the film industry, but an assistant in any gigantic corporation. And this film has two of the best performances of 2020 so far that both should get Oscar nominations. Julie Gardner and Matthew McFadden. Definitely check out The Assistant. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Waves. Here's a quick synopsis. High school senior Tyler Williams seemingly has everything. Lots of friends, a girlfriend, and a future college wrestling career to look forward to. But the pressure from his father and his girlfriend starts to get to him and Tyler makes a mistake that changes his and his family's life forever. I had been looking forward to watching this film forever since when it first came out in 2019. I love every single actor in this movie. I'm a big fan of Kelvin Harrison Jr. I'm a big fan of Lucas Hedges, Sterling K. Brown. I didn't know who Taylor Russell was before seeing this movie. This movie blew me away. And it starts with the star of the first half of the movie, Kelvin Harrison Jr. He is a star in the making. He is so good at playing complicated characters. And already he's been in a lot of quality films like Loose, It Comes at Night, Monsters and Men. These movies are meaningful with powerful messages. And when I look at his film resume, all of these films feel so modern. And they're dealing with modern issues. The pressures of being a high school student, police brutality. I mean, these things are all so modern which most movies fail to do effectively, like Kelvin Harrison Jr. feels like he is a movie star of our times. And the future looks bright for Harrison Jr. He's set to be in Aaron Sorkin's new film, The Trial of Chicago 7, and he is going to be in season two of the Sam Levinson show Euphoria, along with Zendaya, Jacob Elordi, Alexa Demi, who's in Waves. I mean, this guy is going to be a household name sooner rather than later, and he is phenomenal in every Every single project he's been in. And then you have the star of the second half of the movie, Taylor Russell, who I'd never seen in anything before, yet she completely and utterly steals this film. This is the best performance of the film and maybe the best performance of 2019. I mean, she's playing a character who's haunted by the actions committed by her brother. It's such a calm performance. You just want to spend hours and hours with her character just hanging out. One of the biggest travesties of 2019 that Taylor Russell was not nominated for an Oscar. Because she definitely gave the most interesting performance of 2019 and that's what being a movie star is to me, is being interesting while on screen and in this entire film, whenever she is on screen she is interesting and not a lot of people are able to deliver a performance like this. Also in this film is one of my favorite actors, Lucas Hedges, who again gives a different kind of performance while he's known for playing troubled characters. In this film, he's kind of down to earth and it's sometimes funny. This could not be any more different of a performance than his other 2019 film, Honey Boy, where he's basically playing a version of Shia LaBeouf. No, this character that he plays in Waves is so different. Again, every single time you see Lucas Hedges on screen, you're like, I guess I know what this is going to be like. And then he delivers something out of nowhere. Those are my favorite 
type of actors. You don't know what you are going to get from film to film. And the last performance in this film that I need to talk about is Sterling K. Brown, who gives the best performance of his career. He was also fantastic in The People vs. OJ. Listen, I don't really watch This Is Us. I don't really know that show at all. I know him from The People vs. OJ and Black Panther, but this was his best performance I've seen on screen so far. It's so good as Tyler's father. Those scenes are so great. Him and Kelvin Harrison Jr. have a great dynamic on screen together. I need to talk about the director of this movie, Trey Edward Schultz. I saw his other movie, It Comes at Night, which also stars Kelvin Harrison Jr. along with Joel Edgerton. That film is a phenomenal horror film, and much like Waves, that film deals with families. That's what Trey Edward Schultz films are at this point. They are dealing with family and the complicated relationships you have with family. I mean, this guy is a filmmaker to look out for in the future. If there is a film directed by Trey Edward Schultz, I definitely am going to check it out from here on in. It Comes at Night was brilliant. Waves is his masterpiece so far. This film is so good. And the reason why and the thing I love most about this movie is that it's broke up into two halves. And the first half of this movie is dramatic and tense and chaotic with Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Alexa Demi, who you might know from Euphoria, and ends with a dramatic event. And then the second half of the film is somber, calm, and deals with grief and forgiveness with Taylor Russell and Lucas Hedges. And most films that have shocking events never get past it. And that's what sets Waves apart. It's almost like two different movies that are both equally great. I also just love the simplicity of this movie. There's not a lot of dialogue. It's a show-don't-tell type of movie. You hang out with these characters and you understand what's going on. When there's something that's thematic, you see it. You don't hear it. It's an experience watching this movie. And as good as the first half is, the second half is really where I began to fell in love with this movie. I mean, the Taylor Russell and Lucas Hedges relationship, how they dealt with grief and forgiveness. She had to reconcile with what her brother did, and he had to go and see his father for one last time. I've never seen a movie quite deal with grief in that fashion before. And again, it was like a calming experience you saw when they were in the car listening to music. It was simple, yet you wanted wanted to spend time with these characters. He didn't have to film a bunch of stuff with them saying things. You just saw what they were doing. It was an experience watching the film. And that's what I think. Again, I love movies with lots of dialogue. I love Aaron Sorkin movies. But there is something simplistic in this film that is so equally brilliant to that. It's a different type of movie experience. As great and as complicated as some movies can be, it's the simple ones that have the most to say. And way has a lot to say about a lot of things without telling you what those things are. They are showing you. Take the Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Sterling K. Brown relationship in this movie. Their father and son, I didn't need to hear their arguments to understand that that dynamic was uncomfortable. I could just see it on screen. And the pressure that Kelvin Harrison Jr. was facing to become a really good wrestler, I could just see that on screen. I didn't need a lot of talking points to understand what was going on. Even with his relationship with the Alexa Demi character, I didn't need to hear their arguments. I could just see the tension. It was 
was there for you to witness. Take the Taylor Russell performance as an example. I cannot tell you a single line that she said in this movie, yet I know it's one of the best performances of the year because I could see the grief and the agony on her face. It was there for me to see. I didn't need her to tell me about it. I could just witness her experiencing the grief and the actions that her brother committed that has changed her life forever. And then when Lucas Hedges enters the scene, you can see her getting over it. It's on her face. Like, that's the simplicity that I'm here for. And I feel like the most effective indie films are like that. They don't have to be as complicated as these big studio movies. Waves would never work as a studio movie. It's like this perfect, artsy, independent film that could experiment with the simplicity in storytelling. And it does that to the ninth degree perfectly. That's why is it effective. It doesn't tell me everything I need to know. It shows me what I need to know. Also, there is a use of a lot of music in this film, a lot of modern hip-hop, which I feel like a lot of people are not going to like. I don't think Waves is the type of movie for everyone. So many people will say there's too much music in this film, but again, I like it. It feels more modern. It's why Euphoria is effective. It's why Waves works. Use music that I actually hear. Too many of these movies use classic music that not a lot of young people listen to. This movie is for young people. It should feel, look, and sound like a movie that young people would enjoy. I don't need to see another movie that uses the Beatles soundtrack. I get it. People love them, but it's not the type of music that people are into today as much. Use music that so many young people are into and use it effectively, and that's what I think Waves does. And there's so much music in this film that at some point you're going to hear a song that you really like and again I just think that helps lift the experience. The movie itself is like a vibe and again I felt the vibe. I really enjoyed this film and I think most young people would too because it's so relatable. It's not just the music it's about the high school experience. This kid who wants to be a professional wrestler is getting pressure from his father to live up to an expectation of what his parents want him to be. This is all also kind of explored in another Kelvin Harrison Jr. film, Loose, where the character knows what the expectations are for him to be as a human being. And when you have that pressure and it goes to an extreme and you go to that extreme to try to live up to that pressure, that's something that I think Kelvin Harrison Jr. is exploring in his other films. Again, like Loose, like Waves, living up to the pressure of what you are supposed to be in the eyes of your parents. One of the best scenes of the film, I believe, is the last scene between Sterling K. Brown and Taylor Russell, and her character is saying, well, I hate my brother now because of the unforgivable act he committed, and then her dad has to come to this realization that he is a human being and that you should forgive him for what he did. I mean, I just found that scene to be so real because this guy knows he put so much pressure on that guy to be more than a human, and now that he's seen the downfall of that person, he doesn't want to go down that route with his daughter as well. He's realizing in real time that his son is not the person he imagined him as. He is a real human being who deserves forgiveness even if it was a heinous act. Again, I don't want to reveal what that act was because it's a huge spoiler alert. And I think her telling the Lucas Hedges character that we have to go visit your dying father who really wasn't there for you in life is her saying you should forgive your father and at some point 
point, I need to learn to forgive my brother. I mean, that again is so powerful, that idea that she's learning that, yeah, you need to visit your father again because he is still your father. And that guy, Tyler, even though I might hate him right now, is still my brother. And at some point, I have to forgive him as well. It's like learning through other people. She is teaching the Lucas Hedges character something that she is learning in real time. There's just no film like Waves. It is the most underrated film of 2019. These performances from Kelvin Harrison Jr., Taylor Russell, Lucas Hedges, and Sterling K. Brown should have got Oscar nominations. More people should watch this movie because of how brilliant it is. Again, I really enjoyed every single moment of this movie. It feels like a quick watch. It is an experience. It is a hangout at times. It's intense at times. I think you will get something from watching this film. Definitely check out Waves. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies The Assistant and Waves. And next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the movie Jojo Rabbit starring Roman Griffin Davis, Scarlett Johansson, and Sam Rockwell. And written and directed by Taika Waititi. So, Tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe.